Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 21, the Remedies episode. Yes, we will be talking about uh, hangovers, hangover remedies, uh, how to avoid hangovers, and uh, what to do about them if you should end up with one. Uh, little tip, try not to get one. Anyway, uh, I'm Stuart. I'm Michael. And here we go. Cheers. Cheers. So this is our uh, hangover remedies uh, episode here, and uh, we're not just talking about hangover remedies because uh, that's saying that you'll inevitably have a hangover. We also want to try and prevent hangovers because we want to help you to drink responsibly mm. and enjoy your beverages and thus avoid hangovers. Yeah, if you if you drink wisely, if you fill your brain with tasty, delicious knowledge, uh, it might. Uh, prevent you from just consuming to get drunk. Yes, indeed. So in that spirit today, we are drinking water. <laughs> because uh, water is, of course, the first key to avoiding hangovers and to recovering from them. Mm. One of the big reasons you have that massive headache the day after is due to a lack of water. Yep, absolutely. Because... Uh, Alcohol is a dehydrating agent, and so uh, in enough quantities, of course, your body's water starts drying out, your blood vessels shrink and tighten, your blood pressure increases, and you end up with a pounding headache. Mm. Alcohol is also a diuretic, which means it makes you pee more, which I'm sure everybody knows by now. The, yeah. the colloquial popping the seal. Oh, yes. I, I'm not sure whether there's any truth to that or not, but the idea is you... Once you start going to the bathroom, that's it. You can't stop. Yeah, and then it just goes and goes and goes. But if you maintain hydration, if you have a glass of water every second or third drink... Yeah, every two drinks. Then you greatly reduce the risk. Oh, for sure. And, of course, drinking plenty of water the morning after will help you recover by replenishing your body's water supply. Mm. Keep your fluids up you'll feel better the next day. And if you have iced water or tap water for, uh, between drinks, uh, it'll help uh, refresh your taste buds and let you enjoy your drinks a little more. Yeah. Now, we, we have found that uh, things like Hydrolyte and Gatorade and Powerade and... Or Barocca. Or Barocca, those sorts of drinks and pills and things... Sports that, drinks, hydration. ...that you have that help to hydrate you and are full of electrolytes. You know, it's, it's got electrolytes. It, mm. uh, it helps. It literally does wonders towards feeling better and improving your headache. Improving you it? Happen to have I don't one. want a better headache. I want a gone headache. <laughs> well, improving your situation then, <laughs> if, if you are having the headache. But um, one thing that people uh, believe helps the morning after, that's actually a bit of a wife's tale, is uh, coffee. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't do as much as you'd think. I mean, if you're normally a coffee drinker, by all means, have a coffee. The, the caffeine withdrawals will compound your situation and make you feel even worse. 
Yes, exactly. But if you are going to have a coffee so that you don't get a coffee withdrawal headache on top of your I drank too much last night headache, then you really should be sure to either precede or follow that coffee with a bucket load of water. Or both. Have a glass of water before and after. Yeah, because coffee works very similarly to alcohol in the respect of being a diuretic and being something that dehydrates you. Mm. Thickens your blood, increases your blood pressure, all that fun stuff. it, It just makes a pounding headache pound more. But one thing that it does do is it does make you more alert. Mm. So if you need to function, like if you're feeling really seedy because it was you've had far too big of a night and you're super tired and you desperately need to be able to function, coffee still does its job in that respect. The molecules in coffee, the adenosine, adrenaline, and caffeine can act to increase your alertness and, uh, you know, reaction times and what's ability to know what's actually happening around you you just have to make sure you're cautious with how you do it potentially combine having a coffee with having one of the other things we're going to talk about in this episode which is fatty foods there's there's about four parts to a hangover you've got uh, a lack of water a crash in blood sugar or glucose Uh, you've got lack of electrolytes and a lack of vitamins yeah, and of course you've got that churning feeling in your stomach. Oh, the, sorry, the nausea. Yeah, the the nausea that can sometimes come along as well. And uh, fatty foods do help. Now, fatty foods consumed during drinking or before drinking are more effective than those consumed after, but those consumed after will still help to settle all the wild stomach acids. Right, so we got, we've solved the, the first part, which is lack of water. Second part was blood sugar crash. Now, the main culprits of that are high sugar alcoholic drinks. Things like wine, uh, cocktails, uh, pre-mixed drinks like your Jack Daniels and Coke. Cider can help or can bring that on too. And, you know, you'll be drinking all night and the next day you've just slept for six to eight hours and you've not had any sugar during that time and so while you've slept your body's converted that uh, sugar into whatever it uses to store it and then there's no then so there's no uh, blood sugar in your system and you wake up you're groggy you're lethargic and there's nothing in you no blood sugar in your head to wake you wake you up help your brain to function yes indeed now uh, apparently some uh, researchers in china actually tested the effects of 57 different drinks on uh, erasing the symptoms of a previous night's drinking and uh, they found that sprite was the most effective means of doing that now uh, apparently the headaches and nausea are caused by an enzyme known as alcohol dehydrogenase which uh, is relieved by released by the liver to convert the ethanol component of alcohol into another chemical called acetaldehyde. Now, acetaldehyde, in turn, is broken down by another enzyme called aldehyde dehydrogenase, which converts it into chemicals known as acetates. And uh, the scientists who did this research claimed that reducing the amount of time that acetaldehyde is present in the body is the key to preventing hangovers. And on that note, I should probably mention about the what well what's colloquial known as the Asian flush. 
people with this uh, gene mutation in their, or oh, it's a mutation in their uh, acetaldehyde dehydrogenase gene. That's a mouthful. Uh, they convert acetaldehyde to acetic acid a lot more slowly than uh, people without that mutation, therefore causing a large buildup of acetaldehyde in their body, which does more damage. Yeah, and would uh, inevitably create a worse hangover. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, in this, I hate to say it, in this Wikipedia article, uh, some of them can only have one drink before it gives them a hangover the next day. Oh, well. And I suppose that's uh, that's where the Sprite comes in, because the researchers found that drinking it speeds up the process of conversion so that um, it's converted more quickly through into becoming aldehyde dehydrogenase. Amazing. Which means the acetaldehyde is present in the body for less time and does less damage. Well, I think for your next party, Michael, Michael, you need to have a couple of bottles of Sprite handy. Bottles of Sprite, obviously. Yeah. There, there needs to be some Sprite involved. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, to uh, help with blood sugars, of course, mm. Sprite is good for that, but also uh, fruit juice Yes, is is fantastic for that getting some uh, nutrients back into the body and some natural sugars and glucose yeah i used to hear people saying have a big glass of orange juice the next day and after doing a bit of research on hangovers i'm thinking that yes while orange juice will be good for the head it's not so good for the stomach yeah because that brings us to our third point about hangovers the uh nor the stomach pains and nausea involved Yes, indeed. And uh, as we said previously, uh, a big greasy fry-up is um, considered to be one good way to get through it. The the amino acids found in eggs are good for breaking down acetaldehyde, which uh, effectively takes away some of the heavy work that your liver would be carrying out Mm. if uh, if you eat some fried eggs. But um, that uh, same amino acid is uh, also found in... um, oats and yogurt yeah and those those fatty foods are also going to alleviate some of the excess stomach acid that you'll have the next morning yeah by giving it something else to do Hmm. other than just sort of churning away at itself yeah gnawing on your stomach lining yeah uh, hangovers are not a fun cocktail yeah no not not at all so what's your favorite hangover food mickle oh um it's got to be fried chicken the Colonel, the Colonel, KFC. Yeah, that's. We are not sponsored by KFC. We are not sponsored by KFC, but it has been my ritual for many years to consume KFC before and after an event that will involve large amounts of drinking. Mm. And well, having it before will also help with the with preventing the hangover. Yes, indeed. Or some of the stomach pains related yeah, to a hangover it uh, actually slows the rate that you absorb alcohol at if you consume fatty foods beforehand mm. that reminds me uh, a couple of years ago now i was talking to a, a greek couple that were getting married when i worked at the convention center and they were they all had a shot of olive oil before they started drinking because they they believed that a shot of olive oil would help line the stomach and slow down the the absorption of alcohol to yeah to so they could drink more right i mean it probably doesn't do as much as they hope 
But it, yeah. it probably does something. Probably does a little bit. And it's just a fun little tidbit that I heard. Yeah, yeah, certainly an, an interesting little... Whether it's uh, whether it's a wives' tale or actually functional, it makes sense that it gives your stomach something to do. Hmm. And would potentially slow absorption rates of, uh, of things like that. Now, um, toast apparently is another good thing for the morning after. Yeah. Because of, uh, it's simple enough that it won't disturb your stomach if you're feeling really gross. And also it's got carbohydrates in it, which gives your body more energy. Mm. Helps with that blood sugar crash. Yeah, help redress that balance in what's causing you to feel so poorly. And when you're feeling really crook, if you have burnt toast, it's supposed to be really good for you as well. Because charcoal is one of the things you're supposed to eat if you accidentally poison yourself. Oh, very true, yeah. Like if you're, it, uh... if you're out in the bush or going camping or something and you decide you're going to eat that berry because it looks delicious and then it turns out it's poisoned. Then you're... charcoal. Charcoal. I mean, it doesn't taste any good, but nothing's going to taste good the next day. Yeah, oh, well, some some things. Some things do. Mm. Some the kernel probably does. The kernel always tastes good. <laughs> Uh, okay, so on to our final quarter of the of hangovers, which is vitamins and vitamins and electrolytes and minerals and all this stuff that you're basically washing out of your system when you're drinking alcohol. Yeah, so hydrolyte, um, the little tablets that you drop and drop and dissolve in water, like you heard at the very start of our episode. Yep, like we um, like we would drink the next day. Yep, but uh, hydrolite also make uh, ice blocks, like icy pole sort of mm. type things, and uh, those are equally effective. They're so good on a on a headache, though. Yeah, or if uh, if it's a very hot day and you're just dehydrated because of that, mm. they're they're fantastic for for that as well. Yeah, and the reason Gatorade and the like works so well is because it's killing two birds with one stone. You've got your your li- sorry three birds. You've got your uh, liquid your water that you've lost from drinking. You've got your electrolytes and minerals and vitamins in it. And you've got your sugar. Yeah, So, and of course they're designed to act quickly because they're a sports drink. Mm. So it does tend to make you feel better faster. And they come in about ten different flavours. Yeah. Take and, your pick. <laughs> and you can get those enormous bottles now. The, uh, the Maximus ones? Maximus ones, yeah, yeah that are huge. Yeah, and should be more than enough to, to assist even the worst hangover. Yeah, mm. And uh, I suppose we should, in our uh, remedies, before we start talking about the ways to not get one at all, we should mention the worst possible thing to try to do if you're recovering from a hangover, which is the hair of the dog. Yeah. So th- this caught me by surprise. I didn't expect it to be as bad as it is. Yeah, because well, while it's true that getting drunk again will stop you from being hungover, it just compounds the issue. And eventually you will have to deal with the hangover, but it will be a bigger hangover. Yeah, it just postpones the inevitable. Yeah, so when, when you compound it, you get the hangover, and then if you have hair of the dog the next day, you get the hangover too, and that's worse. And then the Hangover 3 is even worse again. <laughs> They're up to like four now, aren't they? And it's terrible. You don't want to, you don't want to <laughs> compound the Hangover. Uh, so not only does it 
wreck your body physically, but it sets yourself up for failure because uh, having a drink the next day creates a negative association in your head about being sober. So yeah, you're hungover, so you have a drink and you know the, the symptoms alleviate themselves a little bit. So your brain goes, great, having an alcoholic drink the next day makes me feel better. Therefore, you'll want to do it again the next day and the next day setting yourself up for alcoholism. Yeah, and it, it does take a massive toll on uh, on your body to be drunk for such long periods of time. And uh, unlike other things where you can um, quit cold turkey if you've had a really heavy-duty trip, alcohol hits very, very hard. Mm. So if you drink and then have the hair of the dog and do it again and do it again and do it again and do it for a very long time, stopping drinking could kill you. And for all the drugs that she did, Amy Winehouse died because of alcohol. Wow. Yeah, it was, I, I believe it was because she didn't, she stops drinking because you have to ease it off like it's the one thing you can't stop cold turkey without damaging yourself if you've been drinking really heavily for a long time it's not caffeine oh no you can stop that cold turkey you'll get terrible headaches but you can do it yeah those are not fun withdrawals either yeah no i because mean, most things that you become addicted to and you do become addicted to drinking if you do it enough Mm. you can stop and you'll have terrible withdrawals and you'll feel awful and really a hangover is just withdrawals from yeah from being drunk it's just that it compounds to such an extent with other things it feels really bad and maybe it'll last a long time but you'll be okay but it compounds and it builds and it builds and it builds to the point where you can just drop yourself Mm. through through doing and of course you do huge amounts of damage to your liver and when your liver stops working properly it damages your other organs yeah alcohol is a pretty serious subject i mean we have a lot of fun with it it's a great social lubricant but if it's if you overdo it it's it really doesn't do you any favors yeah exactly moderation is the way to go Hmm. which uh, does bring us to things to avoid being hungover in the first place (laughs) 10 10 things to 10 ways to avoid a hangover the next day brought to you by a good drop (laughs) yeah so uh as we've previously mentioned, eating fatty foods beforehand mm. will slow things down, and yeah. uh, that that will assist. Well, alcohol is uh, it's a drug. It's a a poison in larger quantities, and your body treats it as such. So, slowing down or extending the process of it being absorbed into your system really helps your body fix it fix itself. Yeah, it, it helps it to deal with it, helps it to process it better. And, of course, if you can manage to uh, keep track of how much you're drinking, try and stay to an amount that would keep you at, or possibly if you don't have to drive, just above the legal limit. Remembering that two drinks the first hour and one drink every other hour should keep you just under the legal limit for a man and one the first hour and one every other hour for women, though that is based purely on biology. And it has been found that some people are under the legal limit while consuming significantly more than that. But it's always best to err on the side of caution with that. Exactly. And of course, some people are over the legal limit for consuming less. Mm. You know, know yourself is, and, is important. And also another big thing is... Remember, remembering that those numbers that Mikkel just said are based on Australian statistics so and Australian standard drinks. I do believe that those standard drink sizes are different depending on which country you're in. 
and also the uh, legal limit of blood alcohol content is different depending on which country you're in. Yes, indeed. In Australia, well, in Queensland specifically, it's 0.05, whereas... I believe uh, it's 0.05 for the whole most of Australia. Mm, I believe there are some places in the US where it's 0.08. I, d- I don't like driving after around 0.05 as it is. I can't imagine, I can't imagine you'd do okay on 0.08. Yeah, but um, certainly that's... A good track. So when we say one standard drink, we're not talking one can, because one can can be 1.2, 1.5, 1.6 standard drinks. Yeah. So more like one shot is one standard drink. 30 so, mils of uh, of a spirit. Yeah, so it's, it's alcohol content is, is basically what we're yeah. talking about here. And if you can keep that to a sensible amount where you're buzzed but not intoxicated. I think it ends up being about 12, 12 mils of pure alcohol if, if my head maths are correct yeah because we've got if, if it's a 30 mil shot and it's 40 percent alcohol ish give or take a little bit yeah um that's yeah that's about 12 13 13 mils yeah that that makes uh makes sense sounds sounds right to me 12, probably 12 as we say it's dependent on what kind of alcohol you're drinking if you're drinking beer which is between three and eight percent or what was it eleven percent you were drinking in um, the stout last yeah, week? yeah the, the stout was i think it was eleven percent yeah that 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 was a potent drink that's that was a strong beer we, we were buzzed and we were halfway through the drinks yeah and because you, you don't want to because we we drink throughout all of these episodes except this one where we're drinking water for for the sake of the episode and and, it, and it's a really hot day here in Australia yeah, so. and being hydrated always makes good sense the ideally if you start slurring slow down that will help you avoid a hangover mixing drinks i mean apart from helping to avoid hangovers and terrible headaches it will also help you to not vomit everywhere yeah because there are some things where if you mix them you will regret it different spirits have different there's different stuff in it and it seems to combine in terrible ways yeah i mean i'm I'm not entirely sure about the science either but purely from my own experiences i find that drinking wine and drinking spirits in the same night is usually a bad idea Mm. but uh, beer and wine or beer and spirits is okay congeners it's like an additive but it isn't an additive because it's part of the drink so so for for wine it's the tannins for uh, liquor for vodka, for example, it could be the fla- could be the flavors that- and other stuff that they've mixed in to make it last longer and taste nicer. Mm, and potentially those things mixing your stomach in a way that makes you feel a bit off. Yeah, uh, and even drinking too much of a uh, alcohol that has a lot of those in it, like red wine, will give you a raging hangover the next day. Oh yeah, and of course drinking anything too quickly because if you consume it faster than your body can absorb it it'll all hit you in one go and Mm. suddenly you'll realize that you've had too much and then it's too late yeah this is why shots are not the greatest idea they're fun yeah but and like a shot at the start of the night perhaps one here and there yeah but don't drink shots all night yeah and certainly if you're gonna get a whole pile of shots don't don't do a line of shot don't knock back five shots in a row because that will very quickly put you on your ass Unless it's a rainbow shot, because I believe those are only like three or three standard drinks in them. A a line of rainbow shots is amazing. It looks great. It's 
um, when the bartender mixes it and pours it, the first one starts off as uh, blue and he just keeps pouring it onto each shot glass. Next, 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 next. It goes all through the colors and the last one is red. Impressive. It looks so good. If you head on to YouTube and look it up, it's fantastic. It looks great. Mm, wow. And the entire row is only about three drinks. Three or four drinks, yeah. Depending on how big the row is. Right, yes. But, um, yeah, and remember, ABC shots, and we're talking the ones with Bacardi 151. And absinthe. And absinthe. They they are the one shot to rule them all. If you're going to have oh, one oh. of those, make that the only shot you have. All right. So last thing before we wrap it up is uh, what what is most likely to give you a hangover from least to most? Mm. So there was a, a study done where they ranked several drinks by their ability to cause a hangover. And I thought it was really interesting and it sort of makes sense because in all of these drinks, there's different amounts of these congeners, these uh, mixes, mix-ins. And when you hear the list, it'll... it'll it sort of fits. So first off, the study found that distilled ethanol diluted with fruit juice. That didn't cause a hangover much at all. And then following that was beer. Right. So the old vodka orange is actually a pretty safe drink. Sort of. You, if it's Everclear vodka, it's probably more like more likely to be that distilled ethanol. Because distilled ethanol has almost nothing in it. There's no flavor, no additives, no extras. It's pure alcohol. Uh, Next on the list is vodka in terms of ability to cause hangovers. So Uh it's like like beer. It's still pretty low in the the list. Yeah, and it's also also, it's it's a clear liquid that has almost no flavor or additives to it. So less things for the body to process. Yeah, less things in the drink that could cause a hangover as well. Uh, Next is gin, slightly more additives. And then white wine, slightly more. Whiskey, rum, red wine, and last but not least, brandy. Ah, well, of course, brandy is wine with wine. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense that it's going to be worse than wine. Mm. Because you take that wine, put some wine with it. And distill it. Yeah. It's not a complete list, but it gives you a an idea of how of what sort of drinks create hangovers yeah and of course if you follow all of the tips that we've given you should be able to avoid being hungover remembering to you know drink in moderation and don't drink to get drunk drink to enjoy the drink and to enjoy the company you're drinking in yeah drink for the experience not for the for the for the drunkenness yeah exactly which is why you should never need to let yourself get more than buzz just stay there at a nice happy place where you could have a few glasses of water wait an hour and drive home there are occasions where you'll get carried away oh yeah inevitably it happens and if it does you're not a horrible person for doing it yeah and you know listen to this episode again so that you can recover yeah listen to our sultry tones as you hold your head and wonder why oh why you did what you did Uh, yeah, that wraps us up. How many bottle caps would you rate this water, Mickle? Oh, to, <laughs> today of all days, in uh, in this uh, 31 degrees Celsius, I think we're about 70% humidity yeah. or something equally stupid. It's I, ridiculous. I'm going to rate this water 10 out of 10 because 10 of water 10. is always a 10 out of 10. Yeah, especially with ice in it. Yes. Water and ice and a, a good friend to chat to. So uh, follow us on Facebook. We are... A Good Drop podcast. Uh, send us an email, a good drop at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us at a, a Good Drop podcast on iTunes. 
So be sure to tune in next time when we talk about mead. And uh, that's it for today. So until next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>